Welcome to the Kevin and Fred Show. I am your host, Kevin Kaufman, and along with my business partner, Fred Weaver, we bring to you our podcast where we highlight some of the best and brightest in the real estate industry, along with a weekly segment called Industry Headlines. We are a proud member of the Industry Syndicate, family of real estate podcasts, and we are so glad that you are listening and tuning in today, and we hope you enjoy our show. All right, we're back with the Kevin and Fred Show. I'm on location this time this is fun. for the first time ever, and... Uh, Dude, I'm glad to have you back on the show. Mr. Michael Burnoff, how's it going, dude? We're doing great, man. Appreciate it. I feel like, like well, dude, give me a, real, a real I'm so not used to like a real live mic like this. Joe Rogan would be proud of it us. It is, you yeah. know? I feel like we are we are like today's Joe Rogan and Dave Chappelle uh, I'm for fine. today. I'm fine. Okay. I'll be both. That's good. So anyways, um, all right, so let's dive into this, man, because you and I Be did, thinking about that for a minute. <laughs> you and I did an, a podcast about... A year ago this month, because it was like yeah, when the book came either out. right before it came out or right after it came out. I came down and we talked about the book, Average Sucks. By the way, I'll remind you, if you don't have the book, just buy it. AverageSucks.com, Amazon, wherever. Just buy it. Um, it's awesome. And we talked about that, but it's been a year, man. Yep. So a lot of stuff has gone on. So I just kind of want to. 2020 was, yeah. an, it was, an, it was, was an, it was an interesting year. <laughs> that is a word for it. Uh, interesting. So here's what I thought. Number one, let's catch up on the last year. Okay. Um, and maybe, but before we dive into that, let's back up a little bit. Do, okay. Give me the, for the people that maybe didn't see that episode, okay. like who's Michael Burnoff? Give us the elevator pitch. Who are you? What do you do? And, and why do you do it, man? All right. Well, that's a, it's a, lo, a, lo, a, loaded, a loaded question. I'll, I'll give you the answer. It's funny. You ask anybody what they do and they, uh, they immediately go to, what do I do? Uh, right now, I mean, I, I think the best way to explain it is and how we met is, I dedicated the last 20 years of my life, actually my whole life, I could, I could say I've been doing my whole life, is like For sure. wanting to understand what makes people do what they do, understanding like the intricacies of what makes people successful, what makes people great communicators. So I spent the last 20 years professionally, I own a human communications institute, this whole building you're in right now, and everything we do is really figuring out and helping people. There is a person over here that does something super well, like you and Fred, do incredibly well with what you do. And there's other people that go, I wanna do incredibly well. What is it that you do? So really dissecting human behavior and getting people to understand what is it that dynamic people do? How do you do it more importantly? I've mastered the art of communicating to another person how to actually do what you do and get the similar results. So at the end of the day, it really all comes down to communication. So I've dedicated my life to figuring out how to communicate with people in a way and show people how to communicate in a way to get more of what they want. So that is the like the senior year version. You want kindergarten, I can explain it. Bottom line, I help people get what they want. But I mean, that's just kindergarten. You want it, I help you get it. That's it. I love it, man. So like, because every time I hear you say something like that, I, I never I, said that before. I get a little bit deeper. I know you yeah. never say two things. Sometimes I remind you of the things that you said. You're ADD. Like, you're like, what? Yeah. I said that? Yeah. But every time I hear you say that, I learn something probably a, a little bit more, a little bit deeper into why people do things or, or how, you know, how the mechanics are of certain things, which always to me, all roads kind of lead back to the psychology of things and, yep. and, and why we're making the choices we make to, to do the things that we do. And so I love that, man. I remember, you know, I'll tell the story and I, you know it, but it was, it was 2007 or 2008, I just got licensed in real estate yep. and I was at an event and I was there because there was uh, my friend Fred's business partner at the time was speaking and someone it was else 06 I knew or 07 was actually. Speaking. It was a King while ago. Yeah, John Maxey and yeah. uh, and Liz. 
and there's this the guy, double tree. There was this guy on stage. He's a really tall, loud guy talking about sales and NLP. Huh? And I remember thinking, wow, wow, just wow, NLP. And kind of that was my first introduction. And to further prove the fact that NLP like really works for years afterwards, you while I knew your name, <laughs> you were the NLP guy in my head. Yep. Uh, like because that's just how I saw you from this See short this presentation way. you did yeah. that one day, right? Yeah. Uh, and then long story short, we realized we've got mutual friends. Yep. Um, I was able to attend some of your events. You yep. coached me on a few things for a while. Like and it was and we've become good friends since then. But it's been really fun for me to like go through that. And every time we sit down and talk, whether it's like this where we're recording it or just us catching up, like I learned something more about human psychology and yep. why people and why even I do what I do, like the things that are both serving me and, and the things that also don't, that keep me from getting where I wanna go, right? Um, and so you've just made such an impact on me, like I wanna be able to share more of that with with the people that listen to our show, quite frankly. Uh, and, I, and I admire that about you. I think the greatest skill is a leader, and I just gotta give you that word. Like Vanessa, who, who you are, who Fred is, leaders. You wanna lead people. Because you could easily just go, I'm gonna sell houses, make money, sell merchant accounts, sure. I don't care about anybody. The fact that you wanna lead and help other people live a better quality of life, that's ridiculous. And then the show on top of it, it it's enormous. So probably the greatest skill that you can give your team or anything is the ability to grow. Yeah. And they can't get that everywhere. I mean, you can get a 401k a lot of places. Can you get growth? Can you get be with a team that really has training? I don't mean an old box of CDs they have in the, and the, I have them in back too. Right. But the old box CDs, it's like you care to learn something. And the first thing you think is, how do I share it with them? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. It's well, like I'm, when you call your wife, you close a big deal or something happens. The first person that calls my wife, I'm super excited. You share you know it, right? Yeah. And you share it. You learn something new and you want to share it with the hundred thousand other people yes. in real estate and beyond. I just got, I admire that. I'm, that's, I'm done giving compliments, but that I, thanks dude. I got to tell you that's, that's powerful. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I feel like, I feel like you like this has the potential to be like a Joe Rogan three and a half hour podcast mm -hmm. episode because of how many, how many things that you and I could talk about, yeah. but I'm gonna- But you gotta pick up the kids at school, right. so and I'm <laughs> I'm gonna try to avoid that today and kind of yeah. keep it in a shorter time frame. Yep. So we're kind of where I wanted to like steer this to is like, I mean, we could talk about the seminars and, yep. and uh, like, dude, I've seen you help people in so many ways in one-on-one -on -one situations, big group situations, small group situations, but what I want to talk about is that, like you you published a book a year yep. ago. Yep. Um, it made a huge impact on me. I I instantly shared it with like a hundred different people. I mean, I bought a case from you and was like, I I need to get the. And you know what's funny? And I got so many phone calls from people like going, "Dude, thank you. Like that book was awesome." I'm like, I freaking know. And Michael's my friend. But I wouldn't have shared it if it sucked. I, I appreciate that. Like average sucks, but the book doesn't. I, <laughs> so, like what? So I guess I just what I want to do is I want to share that message. I want to talk more about okay. So you got a book mm -hmm. out, and we can talk more about like what the book is and what average sucks is. But what I really want to talk about is like what has the last year been like since it came out? Especially since okay, here you go. You're releasing a book for the first time. You were in the middle of this COVID pandemic. Weird. The stuff. unique year. Yeah, I mean, you had to adjust your business. Yeah. You did things that you'd never done before. And I'm just curious as to what is that like for you? And then how are you bringing that 
if I can even take it further, yep. like how are you bringing that to the people that come to you for help? Okay, so that's a, that's a lot of things at once, it but is. I'll uh, so and three, I like I said, I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll cover I'll cover uh, the simplicity of um, I'll cover the simplicity of what you said. So a lot's changed, and I gotta tell everybody uh, the the big thing is that whenever you have something that you know you can do and you know you should do, but you can't do or you're not doing, but you can do, it's painful. And this book, I had to listen to, I think it's The War of Art by Pressfield, yeah. 150 times to get myself to get this book done. I'm a motivator, I'm a motivated person, but whatever resistance I had, that's a book that talks about resistance. Yeah, Whatever's close to your heart that you need to get done the most, there's always the most resistance. That conversation you wanna have with your wife that would change your marriage, your kids' lives, that very, simple three sentences that you need to have that could lead into an argument or whatever, but it would open up doors of love and intimacy yeah. you couldn't have. We, we just stopped from, do you know what I'm saying? This was a version of that, this book. So I'm just gonna backtrack. That's how that showed up for you. Was This the book was book. the most painful thing in the world. So I avoided this book by making millions of dollars speaking, coaching, working with people. And I do my books every year, like not, my, not this book. And I would like, made money and I'd have excuses of right. to get to that later because this little nine-year-old boy was trying to get a book done. Like I, I got through my own crap writing this thing. And this is why I tell anybody, you got a book inside, you got a business inside, you got a, a deal you need to make, you've got to get it done because what it does for you. And I'll, I'm going to get back to this in a second. So for about nine years, I, I it's funny, my buddy Carl posted online the first time I ever said average sucks on stage. I was at this event with my buddy Matt, who I met through Luke, one of our friends. And I said, because average sucks. And I said it on stage the first time I ever said it. And he sent me, I think it was like an iPhone 1, like from like 2011 or 12. And I wanted to get the book done since then. And I tried everything, trying to get it done. But the problem is, a nine-year-old kid was trying to write the book. Somebody that was told... It, you, it, and I, I didn't like have like psychology issues with this, but like when I was a kid, I was told I wasn't good at school. I bought into it, I believed them. So I'm gonna write this thing on my own. I'm gonna do it by myself. I, my buddy Tucker helping with the book. I spent yeah. two days at Tucker's house. So shout out to Scribe and Tucker Max. Do you know what I'm saying? Awesome. For getting the book done. I stayed at his house. He helped me with this thing. I wrote it, but I had to speak to him the stuff and they like massage it and, and make it and make it work out. He doesn't do that for anybody. Like he, you work with his people. I worked with him directly. And, and what happened was I got to the point where it was like they talk about in the, what, remember the old thing, like you're two feet away from gold, but yeah. then you stop. Yep. The book's basically done. It's laid out everything, but I'm just not getting it where it needs to go. And I try to do it myself. And I couldn't realize that one of the challenges I was having was my old average. So we write the book and we work on the thing that we need, to, we need the most in our lives, right? So for me, I didn't want to have anyone help me. And I remember like thinking to myself, what am I gonna do? So I'm, on a, I'm doing a podcast with my friend Brad. And I looked at Brad and I gave him the look. I said, Brad, I gotta ask a question. How old are you? He said 43. And he's talking about something he's stuck in. I said, Brad, what does a 43 year old man that's got this incredible podcast, this big podcast, that, that travels all over the world, that's got a beautiful wife, amazing friends, what can that guy do? He goes, I didn't have that guy do the task. Old Brad was doing the task. And then I got off the podcast, holy shit, old Michael is writing the book. So I did something crazy. I asked my wife to help me because I wanted to do it myself. I wanted to like prove to her I could get the book done. Now, she loves me regardless. And I go, Deborah, will you help me? She goes, no problem. Three days later, the book's at the publisher. She's like, why didn't you ask me? Three days later. She's like, why didn't you ask ago. me? It was great for our relationship, great for everything. Yeah. So the book's out, super excited. Here's a crazy lesson. And uh, forgive me monopolizing this right now. Uh, no, this please is, keep going. This is, and I'm just, I've never shared this before. So the book 
is ready to come out. It's going to come out in, oh, it's going to come out in, um, in February, which I'm really excited about in 2020. And I get a call from the publisher and he calls me, the publisher, the CEO of the publisher, T, this guy, uh, JT, calls me and he goes, Michael, I got, hey, I just got done, I got off plane, just got done reading your book. I loved it. I'm like, you didn't read my book, dude. You published five books here. You didn't read my book. He gets the plane. He goes, I loved your book. And then he quoted things in the book. I'm like, he read my book. Like, he loved it. He goes, good news is, book's great. Bad news is, this is December. Um, we, I got off the plane. I called our company immediately and I fired the editor because uh, there's 15 errors in your book. Your date's getting pushed back. No. My book was prepared to launch. Let me give you this. February 28th, 2020. Now, I want you to understand what was going on back then. Let's get really, really clear. Oh, I'm really clear. Okay, so I want to get really, really clear right now. I'm pissed. It's December. I don't know Corona's coming. I have no idea. And I'm mad and this and that. And I'm telling myself, well, the reason the book's not out is I spent years not getting it out. It's like the woman who tries not to get pregnant, birth control for 10 years. I'm on birth control, I'm birth control. Why can't I get pregnant? You've been trying not to get pregnant for 20 years. I've been trying not to write a book for 10 years, right? So it doesn't come out. So I'm pissed. Thank God it didn't come out. Because if it would have came out, you know what the next day was? The you world's closed. Yeah, you'd have gotten crushed. The world's closed. The middle of my launch, the world's closed. I would have got lost on Amazon and everything. So... Isn't that amazing how that happened? So I luckily selected the, the delay in my life, somehow picked them, they hired a guy that, that was perfect for me to get the book to come out in May. So in the middle of the pandemic, we've had 20 something thousand copies of this printed already uh, out to the world. It's, it's been incredible with a few emails and a couple of recommendations. And it's been very different because at my last event, I'm not a significance guy. I don't really like attention very much. It's not that I don't care. I love me. I'm comfortable with me. I'm signing books in the back. And people are coming up to me and they're saying, Michael, my brother read your book. It had a significant impact on him. He doesn't drink anymore. Um, the, uh, my, I read your book. I have not stopped going to the gym since October. Dude, I, I have people still to this day call me and like, they'll share something like that with me about your book. And I'm like, I know. Tell I already yep. like I already know that. Go, go tell other people, dude. Because more people actually need to hear that message and and that thing that you had inside of you, that very clear. And talk about timing, dude. Twenty twenty, this book comes out. Average sucks in a year that, that life sucked. sucked. Yeah, yeah. In a year that kind of sucked for a lot of yep. people, and it's kind of great for a lot of people too. Yeah, and sucking at the same time. Which is weird, which is like, that's a whole other it's a thing, whole right? It's a whole other story. And, and what was fascinating about the book coming out was a lot of people are telling me, the, the statement I hear is, if I would have known this in high school, I would have done high school differently. I would have done life differently. Yeah. And the big the big breakthrough that, that I found from it is that the book I wrote and I got out there, you can always improve things and always make it better. But For sure. like the first night I remember it came out, and this is just one thing I'll tell everybody, like, remember selling your first house? Yeah. Who, who, who'd you sell to? His name's Jared. Never, you never forget, right? Never. You sold, it was a big deal, wasn't it? Yeah. Super big deal. And now you've sold bigger houses since then? Ugh. You've gotten bigger commissions since then? Just a little. It was a big deal back then, right? Yeah, so I finally get the book done and I've made this big deal how big it's gonna be. And this is the craziest thing that happened night one. I get a call from someone, the book comes out at 10 o'clock at night on Amazon, guy downloads it on Kindle. At one in the morning he goes, I loved your book. I spent nine years writing it, the guy finished it in three hours. And he's like, what do I do now? And I'm like, I didn't have a plan for that. What do you do now? Like, I text him back, read it again, you know? And he goes, okay. And then I'm like, what would I do? Do I, I, I spent nine years. And you then I'm like, but then, but then I realized something interesting. I wrote it with the right outcome. I wrote it to be read. And like, when you buy a house, you should buy it to be sold. 
Yeah. To live in and one day be sold. Will someone buy this after me? Most people are like, I want to live in it. You better buy the house you want to live in that someone also will want to buy later. I wrote it so a guy with ADD or girl or person or anything would read it. Children are reading it and it actually, it's got ADD reader can be read. So then I'm like, I better write my second book. So I'm working on that uh, as we speak called um, How to Market to Yourself. Oh. Everyone wants to know how to sell to others. Dude. How to market you to okay, you. Okay, so this is awesome. I'll never forget, it, we, you and I were having a conversation and you actually taught, you, you taught me a small portion of this on the phone one day. Yep about marketing, you're like, how do you like to be sold? And I'm like, what What do you mean? And so you walked me through this thing. And I was like, oh my God. Like, And it's so funny, because I have tapped back into that experience awesome. so many times. Because I think when we figure out our average sucks or, or yep. we're being average in yep. something right, and not trying to up that, um, if we know how to market to ourselves appropriately, yep it makes it a lot easier to change those things. How do you sell you to you? Yeah. So so average sucks, just so if anyone's never seen it, and again, this is not a book pitch, you don't make any money on books. You change lives with books. I mean, that's the one thing I yes. learned. Yes. We make no money with books. You change lives, you buy books for people you care about. I have karate gyms that have them in the lobby, they put them in the lobby, because if you've got a gorgeous book like this sitting in your lobby, you can't ask for a refund. So they buy the book, they buy a case of them, they sit there. You're a dentist, a doctor, it sits there. Like it's gorgeous. My wife went into like above and beyond. The cover's gorgeous and even, even the inside. Of it's everything. good. But the, but the, but the book, read, awesome. the style is amazing. So why, why I'm saying this is that um, the point of it is that it is like it's not I'm better than you. It's as a world. We have become average, which means we've become a little version of ourselves. So who would you look up to when you were a kid? Let me ask you that, like sports-wise. See the Dodgers uh, hat, but who would you look up to? Uh, as a kid, it was um, – it was Kirk Gibson as a okay. Dodger player. Magic Johnson. Did you play ball? Yeah, a little bit. You, did you like it? Yeah. So you looked up to them. So when you look up to somebody, you make them a champion. Yep. But what happens is while you're looking up to somebody, which we can admire people and be proud of them, you look down to you. Mm -hmm. So then you're looking like you're up here and you're like looking up there. It's like people put COVID up there, like the scary thing. Oh, put COVID on the ground and step on it, right? And not, not, be, not be scared of it, right? So we put these things up there and I realized that most people have this idea that this thing like Michael Jordan is so amazing. And when you make Michael Jordan amazing, you immediately make Michael Burnoff, Kevin Kaufman small. My question yeah. is, if you played full version of you above what your average is, above what your parents did, above what you do, played above and beyond what you're capable, I don't mean working harder, then do you know what magically happens is they start looking up to you. So I think more professional athletes would get created if we stopped just idolizing and admiring others. You can you could admire their skill, but we look up to them with such awe that we put ourselves on the floor. Yeah. And so if average sucks is really about the world. We need this more than ever right now. We have an average world and we have people that are settling for, hey, how do I be like Kim Kardashian instead of how do I be full full version Kevin Kaufman? How yeah. do I full version Michael Burnoff or, you know, you know, Fred the Baker. Fred's a baker now. <laughs> I love it. you know, it's so funny because uh, actually, you know my friend Curtis Johnson. Yeah, I love Curtis. Uh, so uh, we were doing a little. Uh, Curtis is a rock star. We had a mastermind a couple weeks ago, and he happened to be talking about Michael Jordan, and he's like, "What if Michael Jordan accepted his average?" Yep. And he's like, "Imagine, imagine." And I'm probably butchering this, so sorry, Curtis, if you're listening to this. But he's like, he literally is like, "What if he, what if he worked at Home Depot instead of following his dreams to the NBA?" I mean, Michael Michael Jordan is my, Michael Jordan. Like that's he's an that's icon, his new average, right? Yep. And but what if he just didn't accept that when he was young, and he just decided to go a different route instead of leaning into where he could be great and where he didn't need to be average? And what would happen is the whole world, every sports fan 
from the planet and then some would be robbed of having Michael Jordan. I, I got to tell you, I'm not going to get into anything politically right now, but I'm a big proponent of independence. And what I mean by independence is the difference between being independent, which a lot of us entrepreneurs need to stop being so independent. We need yeah. to like leverage, like get assistance of people help us, right? Independence is not needing somebody else for approval, not needing emotions, not needing, I'm in, I get independence because I don't need money anymore. So I love about EXP. You can right. get to a point where you can sell a house because you want to, not because you have, have to. to. Right. And if you said that before, I mean, that's, that's the new line. We're going to say that one from now on. We're gonna keep but it's not that. because... It, you have to, it's because you want to. And this is what's what's so fascinating is that if you're in independence, like you want to be an independent thinker, independent in what you're doing, most people are trying to take care of people. And the greatest gift you can go sh give anybody is your excellence. Yes. So your children, you can buy them a bike or show them how to be great. You can, as an employer, you don't give them a raise. Uh, you, you, don't, you don't go, here's your raise. You go, here's five books to read. Teach me five things. Make the company more valuable. Here's three times what you asked for. Do you know what I'm saying? You yeah. want to raise? Go to a seminar, come back, teach me something, and I'll give you a bunch of money. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and, and the part is that I think a lot of people are missing, especially in the world today, is we've got a dialogue going on thinking, hey, how do we support people that need support? We need to help people. We were by a homeless person the other day. Maya is nine. She goes, you know what I think that homeless person should do? I don't know, Maya. What do you think I she can't should wait do? To hear what she, has to say. she said, um, he is getting money right now. He needs to take some of that money down to the thrift store, get a little bit better clothes. Take that clothes, walk into a company and say, I'll work for free. And if you like me, you can hire me. Take a little bit of that check and build a better resume and get a better job. She's nine. I don't know where she came up with that. She says she's self-taught. But think about it. It's like then that homeless guy becomes unhomeless if it's possible. Yeah. And then he inspires other people. We as a world need people being their best because it brings up everything. If, if so, if I've learned anything, um, it's that right there. And regardless of what we're talking about, it could be, it could be your marriage, could it be business, matter. your marriage, could be health, could be mental health. Uh, it could be sports, whatever. Yep. Like when you are, when you're the Michael Jordan, if you will, of what you do, or you're the best Michael Burnoff, or the, yep. I'm the best Kevin Kaufman at whatever I do, the thing that I know is it creates space um, for other people to go, oh, hey, how, how did you do, if he did that, I could do yep. that. It's a gift. And and then it, it, that you might open, they might be the person that then takes that to a whole different level. Like they, they may actually far surpass you and bring in even more gifts to yep. to their industry or to their business or their family or, or whatever that looks like. All because you kind of gave them permission simply by being the best at what you are doing. Yes. And so, so think of it as a magnet. Success attracts success. Yep. When you're in a good mood, you always find a good parking spot. I never met anybody out for a run in a good mood and had a bad thing happen. Very, very rare. Right. So when you're frustrated, depressed, you're pissed off, bad stuff happens. Right? You can always find a parking spot when you're closing deals, making things happen, have a great love life. Do you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like always, and you know when you can't find, you know when you're almost out of gas and you can't find a parking spot, you're probably drained energy and you're oh, overweight. Fact. Whenever I'm eight to eight, seven to eight pounds extra, because everyone, I have a meter, like once I get eight pounds over, it's like I stop. Starts beeping yeah, at you. Beep, beep, stop, right? But if I ever get that way, can't find a parking spot, I've, over, I've eaten too much out, does that make sense? I've, like I went out to eat, like it's, it's not good, right? So, so the point is, um, my, my theory on this is that it's a magnet. So you've got this magnet, right? And the magnet pulls you towards being the best you can be. Does that make sense? Yeah. And 
But most people are trying to be like everyone else instead of magnetizing back on yourself and being the best version of you. So if everybody was magnetically getting bigger, we pull people up like picture Imagine that. magnets. So it's like teams, like you got a team of 10 people, 20 people, 50 people, you be your best, they be their best. Start to take care of your health. You're the weirdo at first, then eventually a few other people, then everybody's in great shape. You stop eating out food, guess what happens? They stop eating out food. They start bringing their lunch. Everybody's bringing their salad in. Things change. That's where things happen in the world. You get scared. The whole world gets scared watching TV all day, getting nervous last year. The whole friggin' world gets scared. But it's so easy to go, eh, I don't want to, I don't want to get better. I don't want to change. You, you do it. Or you're bad for And you still have to do it even if they don't believe in you. And that's where independence comes in. Yeah. If somebody's thinking brings you down, you are not fully independent. Agreed. And you don't have independence. So you need independence and not need anybody. And that is the greatest way to bring to your relationship. So if you're fully, have full independence, you don't need anybody and then you can bring amazingness to your relationships, to your team. If you need approval and you need people to like you, you're miserable to be around. You're toast. Yeah. yeah. Like I need your commission check. Well, you're, you're just annoying you know what, I'm gonna work my ass off this month and we're gonna make some money together. Well, I love you now. Now, it's uh, it's so true. So I feel like, I think a really overly simple way of saying all of this is if we are, if we're being the best version of ourselves, that's like, well, like what's the saying? Like the way you change the world is cha- change yourself yep. first, right? Yep. Like Be take, care, take care of everything yep. at home first. Yep. Yep. That's actually the way to make bigger change in the world. Yep. And, and the number one way to start, I've been teaching this since my call to action course years ago, is there's little things in your life that we need to get at. And, and this is like, people work at me like, you're asking me to clean my desk, you're asking me to like, like water the plant, here's the deal. If you, like that guy has with making your bed, if you can't make your bed in the morning, and no, it does not matter. But if you can't do that, you're not gonna do other things. Can't, like, can't do other things. If you can't save $5 a week from your checking to your savings account, I don't teach you investing because you don't wanna you do win, it. you can't do it. Like, yeah. if you can't, do the little things, you're never gonna do the big things. So what happens is we've just gotta level up what our averages. So I did a little experiment. I started this in, I believe I've told you this, but I started this in January. And today is about the 116th day of the year right now. I know that because on day one of the year, I did one push-up. Oh, and day two, I did two push-ups. And day three, Are I did you, three wait, push-ups. Are you still doing push-ups now? Yeah, I do 116 push-ups today. Dude. And uh, the first month, I did 300. Second month, to 100. Now I'm averaging. So I used to average on day one, I did one. On day seven, I did seven. But if you add seven plus six plus five plus four plus three plus two plus one, it's like 23. So by the seventh day in, I'm averaging about four a day. Think of how my life is different. Now I average about 76 a day. Who is the guy that averages 76 push-ups a day versus the guy that averages one a day? It's a different person. Totally. And it only takes me about three minutes a day. It's a metaphor. Do you get this? So at the end of the year, I will have done 36,000 push-ups. That's not the point. The point is I average by the end of the year about 211 a day. So who's the guy that does 211 a day? Very few people. I changed my average. That's wild. Do you get the concept? Yeah. Hardest thing is to do one because you want to do 10. Yeah. Do one. One Next is day, the do hardest. Two, then do three. Then do four. Then do five. Then do six. Then do seven. And then you start messing with your brain because I don't do them straight. And now I do like 30, then 30 then 30, then I'll do some more at night and I'll do 30. But the point is I I have to mess with my brain and I have to do it and you learn what your limits are and you want to stop at a point. It's it's an interesting thing. It's really funny when you go, when you know, 
if you can acknowledge, hey, I'm at a limit right now, mm-hmm. like mentally, I, I don't want to do this. Like th- this is now uncomfortable. I said it sounded good, but now, and then you could acknowledge that and go, yeah. but my average in this sucks. Yep. So I'm going to go past it like that. And then just doing it. So it's so empowering. And it's, it's funny how like, okay, where you're using the example of pushups, but like where that spills over into so many other things in life Everything. And, and in business, because, because you did pushups, right? Yeah. Because you, because you increased your average. It's it's a it's a closing deal. So you take real estate for an example. A lot of times people are like, yeah, I did four houses this year. I live in Scottsdale. Did four houses at three percent commission at a million dollars a house. I made three a hundred and twenty grand. I'm done. Yeah. And you do it three years in a row, and you make a hundred and twenty, and then you build a lifestyle around that. And next year you might do five, and the next year maybe three. But the guy or girl, the person that does twelve, it's a different average. It's way. Now people are like, oh, you just got to push harder. It's, no, you have to realize that you don't do that yet. You're not a person that does it. Can you? Of course you can do it. But you're not designed to do that yet. So you need to then change what your average is. And how you change your average, you have to change your identity. Because you identify as a guy that gets four or five a year. That's it. That's what you do. It's like, I couldn't figure out. Like, I used to identify as a guy that got two, three percent returns on my money. Every year. Two, oh, man, I, I don't know how people get ten. I don't identify as that anymore. I identify as a guy that gets 30 to 40% returns. And I'm not talking just Bitcoin. I'm talking about, like, right. investments. Because I look at it differently. I have a completely different perspective right you now. You upped your average on that. I got my um, average. People, oh, easy for you. you. You had the money. Well, no, easy for me. I identify as that now. And that's a lot of people are so worried about what they identify with. I identify as a winner. And I go find these things. Now, do I know how to make my, my buddy Howie's birthday is today? Howie, Howie got a company bought for $2 billion with a B. Howie's average is different. Howie's got 250 $500,000 cars, whatever the hell he's got. It's, it's crazy. Like that. I'll show you later. It's nuts. He identifies differently than me on cars. So I identify as a guy that has nice cars. He identifies as a guy has every car. But, <laughs> but, but the point is, we all have an identity in life. And the question is, what is your identif- identity is so controlled to your average? Are you willing to accept that your identity is good, but it's fake? And what I mean by fake is, it's a fake ID. It's not actually real. You've been lying to yourself long enough so you believe it. So I got I to gotta imagine that you've got some some tools, some method. You mentioned yep. like the, the cleaning of the desk yep, yep, and yep. things like that, that you have, um, that a listener or viewer of this podcast could, could check into, right? So first of yep. all, I'm just going to, you're not going to, I know you won't say this, buy the book, Average Sucks, trust me. I just, would say it, but I like it when he says it. And just trust me on this one. But, okay, so like, the, but the one guy reads it and like three hours later, he's like, I'm done, what do I do now? Like, okay, so what do I do you, now? You change your life. You look at it all differently. Number one is you start looking at your life and figure out what you what your average is. So when I use the example with food, you've heard me discuss the food, yes. talking to the yeah. food. It's an average. Most people's way they communicate about food, everything in life is a communication. So I'm a communications expert. I look at everything as communication. Like I was talking to my friend, Kara, uh, the other day on Hintwater, right? And what's interesting about it, I called her, I said, Kara, when you market this stuff, it's interesting. When I drink water or people come to my building and they take a bottle of water, they usually leave half of it. This flavored water, everyone finishes it. They're drinking more Every water. Time. She goes, I've never thought of it that way. I said, people are actually drinking more water. I said, you need to communicate that you'll actually finish your water, which you should be drinking, right? And that that changes your average. So I'm not doing that just to promote Hint, which is a phenomenal product. Uh, I'm saying that in a very, very different way. You have an average of what you do. And when you start looking at your life and go, okay, 
How often do I do this? How often do I not do this? What are my percentages? How often do I do it? And you just look at it like, okay, how often do I work out? Okay, I work out about three days a week or work out two or work out none. And everybody wants to go, oh, I'm going to work out every day because we've got built into us. Like I got to do all that. Oh man, I'm going to make a million dollars this year. No, no, no. We're just going to change your average. So if you work out twice a week, I'd like you to do twice a week plus a walk. That's it. Because the walk is massive. It starts to change your average. Well, Michael, that's little. Can't we go bigger quicker? There's your problem. I walk upstairs the other day and the girls upstairs, they're like, they're standing in the building. Oh, you know, I'm gonna do five minutes a day arms. I said, it's not about five minutes a day arms. Can you do arm exercises daily for a couple minutes a day regularly? And that's it, four or five days a week. Yeah. Not every day, just four or five days a week. How often do you do now? I never do it. Well, if you just did like 10 pushups a day, three days a week, it's a massive shift. So you have to realize it's the subtle things that make all the difference. That's in physical health. And, that, and it's easy to overlook those subtle things because they're they seem small in the big picture of what we want. Yep. But what I'm hearing is like we've got to do those little things first. I mean, literally, everyone misses the little things. They want to do big things. The, the way to get the big things, you have to do the little things. Like you want to get good at something, you change your average. Like people, oh, I want to be have a podcast. How many have you done? None. Well, go do three. Make sure you even like them. Yeah. Don't you may not like it, so don't do it. So like on our challenge, I always say. We got to get started somewhere. People go, where do we get started? On anything that you don't normally do. And if you don't like it, we don't do it again. If you like it, we'll find a way to make it consistent. Once it's consistent, life's about plans, man. Everybody wants to make a plan. I think plans are stupid. You should make a plan. I would not have anything I have in my life if I was waiting for a plan. The Google is full of seven ways to sell more houses, nine ways to recruit more people, 50 ways to make your wife love you. How about you get started? If you like it and it works, you'll get momentum and then make a plan on how to have momentum regularly. Most people want to make a plan first. Why? Because they're scared or they're analytical people. Everyone I know that gets rich goes, let's get started. Let's just get in this thing, figure it out if I like it or not. Go pick up the phone. If you don't want to make calls, just don't do sales. Just don't do it. Like get out. Like if you yeah. can't make yourself do it in a week, quit. Stop. It's not for you. Like, am I yeah. correct? Yeah. If 100%. a week goes by and you haven't picked up the phone to make calls, you're not going get to. Get out of it, go be a gardener. Yeah. Go. Do something else. Yeah, do something else. If you don't like gardening, go, you know, uh, drive a truck. Do something. Just find something different. Yeah. Don't try to make yourself do something. You'll find your groove. So that's, I I mean, I have a million techniques that we cover, but. So I know you do. So we're going to buy the book. Amazon, Um, Barnes and Nobles, Average. If you go to averagesucks.com, I believe you get the book. We give away a little bonus thing with it. You can get it through. Uh, or in Amazon, uh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm gonna give him. Some, I'm gonna give him something anyways. Just get it wherever you want. A- ever either averagesucks.com, or you can get it through uh, Amazon or Barnes and Nobles or Walmart or Kmart or anything. Does Kmart well, still exist? I don't think so. Yeah, I just like to say Kmart they should sometimes. have a website. Remember when though. kids like, hey, do you shop at Kmart? They Remember totally those jokes should. when we were kids? Horrible. Yeah, yeah. that was rough. Yeah. Um, you can even you get it in Europe at the bookstore. Now you're bringing back bad memories. <laughs> Kmart, um, did you shop there when you kid? I always thought if I, I got, like, got busted there. Like, oh, it was then, the most embarrassing yeah, thing Yeah, but they're ever. there too. Yeah, but still, yeah. like you don't, like when you're a kid, you're not rationally like We used to get snow pants that. and stuff there. Like we had to get the snow pants. So like we wouldn't get snow pants. We would get like the, the Adidas workout pants <laughs> or like the fake ones from Kmart and put them over our sweats. And then like that was my, my snow clothes. Oh, dude, that's awesome. All right. So we're going to get the book. But then I, like I'm going to say this, like. So talk to me about the Average Sucks yeah. Challenge because okay. that's something else that rolled out in the last year so after yeah. the book came out. 
Tell me about the Average Sucks Challenge. We've been doing call to action for 20 years. And during COVID, we realized everybody's home. Um, let's just take this course we've been selling for years, which you bought, everybody bought for like five, $600. Let's give it everybody. If they like it, they can help us. So we gave it away all last year. And, and what's fascinating about it is we gave it away and the book came out and there's a little confusion. We got average sucks call to action. So it's a challenge to change your average of, of what you do in your life. So anybody watching this, we're not gonna do this forever, but I will leave this page up for you. We created a page average sucks challenge.com forward slash friends. If you stop at average sucks challenge, you pay $600. If you put the forward slash friends, Zero dollars. Do it. Uh, um, like I like. Yeah. I like zero. Yeah, zero dollars. So average sucks challenge forward slash friends. The biggest thing I'm gonna ask for it's five days, and not five whole days. A couple hours a day. No Zoom. You're not tethered to like have you can't leave your computer. It's on the phone. You can do it on your way to taking kids to school. It is completely interactive. Live with me. Blow your mind. Morning and night class. It's five days straight. It's average sucks challenge forward slash friends. It'll blow your mind. Am I guarantee simple? You'll get more done in five days than you have in five months, period. And I can guarantee. I've been. I, one hundred and fifty thousand people have taken it. You will be another one that it works for. I and I've had so many friends and uh, people that I work with. Fred's done it. Go, Fred's done, done it. it. Yeah. I've done it. So many people that were around has done it. And consistently, I get great feedback of how much that helped them, how much it moved, helped them move forward in it. So I just want to say, like. Like and I did your I did pay for it. I paid to go through it years ago. You don't and, have to pay, and it was awesome. <laughs> and the fact that you even gave any of it away for free, I think, is great. But I also like I know your heart. I know where you come from. I remember talking to you quite a few times uh, early last year when you said, "I think I'm going to just do this for free because everyone's at home." We and gave away three point five million dollars. Kind of suck course. right now. Three point five million dollars worth of course we gave away. The benefit was I have a I have a pack. My assistant was helping me yesterday with thank you cards. We got a gazillion thank you cards that That's we got. Awesome. I mean, like I'm talking like folders full of them from what it did for them and their families, um, as well as people got their teams involved. They've got their friends involved. It's it's it was beyond worth it for the accolades. More importantly, watching the results. I think five thousand pounds people lost last year taking Dang. the program. Deals got closed. Wanna be investors? Wanna be wanna be like? Oh, I'm gonna be a real estate investor. You know those people that never did a deal? Oh yeah. I would say alone a million dollars worth of deals happened in commissions on that from that program and i could count them because i know this guy made 80 grand this guy made 40 grand this guy made 30 grand this lady made 20 this person made 10 this person closed their first deal this person in network marketing never got anybody involved got someone involved so it's like it's amazing what happens when people when people step up their game so i just encourage anybody you know just do it and we'll have fun together oh so we'll put the links in but yep. uh average sucks challenge.com forward slash friends if you With want an S. free or uh, if you want to pay full price, yeah, I, I prefer. He'll gladly accept And then your money. if after you get it, there is, I believe, there's an option to get the book and a shirt afterwards if they want. Just want to tell them. So Solid. you could go for free, and then you pay a couple dollars more than the book, but they get an Ask Me Anything live with me and the book and a shirt. I forgot to mention that, so don't be surprised oh, awesome. if it pops up. It's on, you don't have to get it. You can skip that. But if you were going to buy the book anyways, I don't want you to be pissed off and go, I bought the book for 20-something yeah. bucks. I would have got it for free with this other thing. Just being transparent. There's my jersey coming out. Transparent. Dude. I, I had an accent there. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, dude, I think this is a great place to, yeah. to jump off right. and end and, and this one. And we'll talk about them when we get off. We absolutely yeah. will. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Michael Appreciate Burnoff. it. Thanks uh, a lot, man. Go live a great life. Appreciate you, All right, brother. Thank you. Today's episode is brought to you by Kevin and Fred's community at EXP Realty. 
Learn why over 1,000 real estate agents joined eXp Realty last week. Join us for an informational webinar this Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Register at intro to eXprealty.com.